0: We have this wheel of destruction, which is based on consumption. And it's like a blind consumption. It's people consuming things, looking for short-term pleasure, which have long-term costs. Welcome to the Plant-Based Entrepreneur Show with your host, Jerry Saver.
1: Hey, this is Jerry Saver, and you're listening to episode 46 of the Plant-Based Entrepreneur Show podcast about the ways vegan business is creating a better and more sustainable future and about the people behind it so you can find inspiration and learn what works when you're setting up your own plant-based business. Now, because this is our last episode before the holidays, I thought it would be a great opportunity to wrap the year up with an interview that will touch on, you know, the kind of overarching theme of this podcast which is what sort of future can be built with plan-based business and what negative aspects of our society and culture can be countered by focusing our work and effort on things that make the most impact. To do that, I have with me today, Peter Thornton, who's the Director of Impact Investment at iProsperity Group in Australia. And right now he's raising a fund specifically aimed at tackling some of the biggest issues that stand between us and, well, prosperity. It's a big, ambitious idea, but we need those to move forward, and I hope that this talk does it justice. So, Peter, welcome to the show.
0: Hi, Jerry. Thanks very much for inviting me.
1: Thank you for joining me. I'm really glad we got this opportunity to talk about what you're doing before you actually roll it up, because this is right now in the inception phase. You're just putting everything together to get the ball rolling. So I'm really glad that we have the chance to to talk about it at the ground floor. But before we start that, let's spend a few minutes just talking about you and um, where you're coming from and what drove you to to this point.
0: Okay, well, that's a a nice segue to look into why I'm here. I think like all of us, we're on this planet and we we kind of like go, who are we? What are we doing? Why are we here? And and we sort of like roll along with life as it uh, unfolds in front of us. And we we navigate as best we can looking for happiness. And if you're like me, you're very lucky. I was born in a country which has so, so much of everything, so much abundance. And yet in the midst of all that, I found that I was very unhappy. And even though I had everything that I needed, had a roof. I had shelter. I had food. I had pretty much everything I wanted. I, I could never fill that bottomless bucket of um, you know, craving with what what was you know society was offering. Uh, it's just like, I just couldn't find any sustained happiness. So about 25 years ago, I was um, fortunate enough to you know take 10 days out you know and experience uh, meditation for the first time in my life in a pristine environment with a great organization where I got to meditate in silence like a monk or a nun for 10 days. And that was, Vipassana. yeah, that was, that was Vipassana. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, it was actually an enthralling event and it changed my life for the better. I was uh, somebody that was quietly troubled. I, I don't know if you have ADHD or a triple HD or, or, you know, all of the terms, but I probably had, had them all and, uh, you know, a little bit disturbed internally. So this was the, um, and I had been reading a whole lot of things about, how to be in the moment, how to be, how to let go and how to, you know, you know, work through all of these things that I was going through, yet nothing seemed to be working for me. So when I went to this course and I experienced the silence and, and the uh, meditation uh, technique and just the way that it it was very practical and scientific, it it really just, you know, opened up my eyes and and I, I had hope in my life that I, that I suddenly knew that I had the ability to change my life for the better. So, You know, 25 years later, and uh, you know I've been practicing uh, meditation daily now for that that period of time. I get to go away for long periods of time, 45 days at a time, in silence. Uh, You know, I still manage that uh, to get that into my life. And and you know, when you have that kind of a practice, and you look at the world, you you can't really be part of the world and not want to be part of the solution when you see uh, so many problems that are around you. So I've been struggling with this ever since, uh, you know, um, I first meditated. I, I, I tried at first to do a, a plant-based show, which was called Live and Let Live on Community TV in Brisbane, where I was at the time. And, uh, you know, I got about six episodes up. And, you know, I think that was in an, Early 90s, and uh, it was pretty much food, fun, fitness, fashion, and finance, and how all of those things are interlinked, and how we could l- each of those activities and be part of the solution. So, I was looking back then at, at a vegan lifestyle and had a vegan chef on there, and ethical finance, and ethical investment, um, at looking at all the, the companies uh, that were you know providing. Uh, I think there was something like no, uh, Not Burgers, uh, there was some guys that were creating this uh, product called Not Burgers and a whole range of, uh, you know, they came on the show and it was very exciting. Uh, but I was an entrepreneur and the entrepreneurs, you know, sometimes they, they, you know, fail quite a lot and, uh, or they get, you know, they find new bright, shiny things and they chase them. And I went <laughs> on this ju- uh, went on this journey and, you know, unfortunately I never got to fulfill that and maybe it was a long time before my my time but um you know you can certainly see all of those types of programs and shows growing now such as your your own and getting some purchase and, and offering a lot of support and um information to people around the world so how did i get here to uh prosperity group um uh, i was just very you know very lucky i was a serial entrepreneur i tried a lot of things and had some quite big failures in my life and You know, I was just, uh, you know, I I got married to my wife, whom you met, um, who's, who's, uh, you know, uh, very passionate about plant based food right now. And and I'll come to that story. But I had to go into a call center, I had to actually, you know, start again. And, uh, you know, I was getting married. And, you know, this was, I just had to get back into the workforce. And, you know, fortunately, within a couple of years, I progressed, uh, I was in a telco sort of uh, environment. And, I was made redundant. And as I was made redundant, I was forced to go back to entrepreneurial ways. And this time, it was, I was very lucky. I had you know, really good partners and it, it became quite successful. And our first customers were you know, Malaysian Airlines and uh, Bayview Hotels in Australia, which enabled us to move on. And the, and the company uh, has grown and is still doing quite well today. And from that opportunity, my partners were able to go and raise some capital in China which opened up a whole new avenue of um, opportunities for us. And, and that's where the iProsperity group began and we've been successful in, in growing and have now have 1.6 billion assets under management. So as you know, being fortunate enough to be part of this group, I feel a, a great responsibility to look at how we can be part of the solution. So that, that, that seed is still there. So if I'm not being part of the solution, I feel that I am being part of the problem and, you know, I find that some of the time I'm part of the problem, some of the time I'm part of the solution. So the focus is how can I be more continuously part of the solution? I looked at impact investment last year and I couldn't quite get my head around you know, how, to, how to enter the impact investment arena. And then this year, my wife introduced me to a whole food plant-based diet. And uh, I had been vegetarian for you know, 20 odd years, uh, you know, predominantly, but I'd been an unhealthy vegetarian. You know, like very high in oils and and uh, you know fats and cheeses and you know I, I would you know junk food and and all sorts of things and my weight ballooned at one stage to 135 kilograms and. Now, in the last 12 months, since my wife has got me onto a whole food, plant-based diet, all the junk food has just gone, all the addictions have gone, and my weight is stabilised, and uh, you know I'm healthier than I've ever been. And and it came to me as I was studying all the uh, literature and all the uh, you know listening to all of the great uh, teachers in this in this uh, movement of whole food, plant-based that that was an ideal catalyst for for change on the planet because it looked after the health of the individual. And at the same time, it looked after the health of the planet. So I thought there's a 360-degree benefit here. It's the only diet that is scientifically proven to reverse heart disease and at the same time has such a profound positive effect on the environment. It seems to me, as I've said before, it should be the default by Dr. Greger. It should be the default diet for humanity until something comes up otherwise. And then, you know, so from an impact investment perspective, I said, well, how do we do that from farm to table how do I actually make food central? You know, looking, looking at food systems, looking at education, looking at how we can support this growth or the health of the individual throughout society through business. Uh, what kind of businesses can, you know, are out there that we can invest in. And, uh, you know, so the Impact Investment Fund, you know, started. And we've, uh, you know, identified you know, about five opportunities now that, that we're securing for our portfolio. And, uh, you know, it's a very exciting time and have a a great vision for the future.
1: Now, I think you've just fed me so much material that I want to dig into a little deeper before we actually start talking about the impact investment part. Um, First of all, you you said that you're you're taking up to 45 days off in silence. Is that like going on a retreat or just going somewhere all on your own and, and meditating in silence for 45 days?
0: No I'm very fortunate in that there is a number of uh, meditation centers around the world where I uh, where I can attend a 45 day retreat in silence and they happen throughout the year so I do go it's it's uh, it's organized through the Vipassana organization and it's for someone uh, it's a course that once you've you know completed a number mm. of 10 day courses and gone through some Uh, Foundational training that you're you're there's there's a great opportunity to go deeper into the practice and which I find absolutely extraordinary. I feel as though when I am there on that forty five days, I am you know doing the right thing for for myself and for my uh, for the planet because I'm changing the habit pattern of my mind. And I see that the the biggest issue that we have in society it all starts at the level of the mind. And you know if We can master our minds. We can master a way to live in the planet sustainably.
1: That's one part of of the equation. The other that really seems phenomenal to me is that with everything that that you do and this fund that you're managing, you you still find 45 days when you can just disconnect from from everything. Because I, I think that's a very rare skill that probably more entrepreneurs should be working on but it, it's super rare
0: here's the thing you know it's it's difficult to find time. time is the number one resource on the planet that we that we all um you know require and it's the one that's limited you know there's only so much time that we have uh, on the planet so when you discovered something that makes best use of your time in a way that nothing else does. It becomes prerogative. It's like I don't really have a choice in my life. I, I feel as though if I don't make that effort, I'm wasting a huge opportunity because life is so short. So while it seems like a lot of time, it's an investment, an investment into you know, developing my, myself so that I can make best use of my time. Mm-hmm. It ends up being approximately 10% of the year thereabouts. Right? So you know, in, you know, it's like a charitable donation to myself.
1: That's a very good way to describe it. And the other term that you used, investment, I, I totally agree on that. Because things like that, taking care of yourself, even you know, just making sure you get an extra hour of sleep for a night, those are the things that can actually multiply your your output in the time that you are working. But once again, I, I think it's a rare skill that um much fewer people have developed than than should have.
0: Yes, I would certainly, to anybody here that hasn't had the opportunity to take 10 days out for their life in such a a beautiful environment, which is non dogmatic, it is, uh, you know, it's actually a gift. It's like this pay it forward sort of opportunity where you're you're you, there's no charge for you to go and do the course and you're able to at the end of it you know depending on your experience and your your capacity make a donation for someone else and pay it forward so somebody else can go and attend the course yeah um, mm-hmm. that's such a beautiful thing in in this world uh, and it's unbelievable the food and everything that it, there has provided you and the education and the training and the support it's it's quite outstanding yeah and it
1: and it's available actually in centers around the world yes yeah yeah, yeah everywhere that, um. that's the nice thing about Vipassana. good yeah. so you know the other thing that i wanted to explore before we get to to impact investing you you said that um i actually grew from from the other business that that you started before was that the i c t business that that you started
0: that's correct yeah it was uh your company um I'll give it a plug. It's called Planetel. Uh, it's a small business-to-business telecom company in Australia, which is still doing quite well. It has quite a number of great clients that it looks after you know, extremely well. And uh, yeah, that was just good fortune and good partners. And you know, a team is everything.
1: Mm-hmm. Then we're, we're getting closer now, but um, I know that you work with a lot of Asian investors and mostly Chinese, right? From what I understand.
0: Yes, that's correct. Yes. So
1: what's their approach to impact investing or you know, how much interest is there among those individuals to, to support such world changing ideas as, as you're putting forth here?
0: Well, it's extraordinary. Some of the, the, the greatest um, impact investors in, in the world uh, you're, uh, you know, come from China. You know, if you look at Huang Ming, uh, who built Solar Valley. Unfortunately, I've chosen a word that I can't pronounce. Uh, you know, maybe you'll have to put it up on the screen. It's, it's spelled D E Z H O U. So that that is, uh, you know, he's extraordinary. He's he's out there. You know, he's you know that's five hundred and fifty thousand people in a in a solar city. So for me, it's like collaborating with with people like Huang Ming and other great people around the world. And so saying, how can we integrate the food solution into that whole model, the education solution? If we can integrate that in with renewables uh, and recyclables and you know, food systems and you know, education systems and government systems, then we can really start to make a change. Like I see that currently we have this wheel of destruction, and which is based on consumption. And it's, it's like a blind consumption It's people consuming things, looking for short-term pleasure which have long-term costs it's like we're not really aware of the impact of what we're doing to ourselves and to the planet we don't actually see it because there's there's things inside of that give us momentary pleasure which blind us to the reality it's like sugar coated poison bills to make change in that environment where people are literally addicted to the habit patterns and to the food that they're eating It's like walking into an opium den where everybody's on crack and trying to tell them right now, it's time to get off. It's time to change. It's an enormous opportunity to uh, work with people and collaborate and see how we can integrate solutions within business that are profitable, that create uh, the cycle of change. So it's it's, something that's based on creative consumption, Mm -hmm. things that we consume which have got benefits in the present and benefits in the future.
1: Yeah. How did you phrase it? Short-term pleasure with long-term negative impact? Was, was that the term that you used?
0: Yeah, for yeah, destructive consumption.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think that's a very good way of, of describing what's probably one of the biggest problems of, of the world is right now. The way that we are consuming things without really giving much thought to what that means five or ten or sometimes even just one year down the road?
0: We have no idea. We have very short-term focus on uh, our requirements. If, for example, and I'm not a doctor or anything like that, but as I understand it, if you get cancer, you don't suddenly start, you know, when cancer starts growing in your body, you don't suddenly go, oh, cancer's growing in my body. I better do something about it. I better prevent mm-hmm. it. I better take care. As I've heard, many people end up with the doctors not even knowing that they have cancer and have tests and somebody says, oh, you need to come back and have further tests. And they don't feel as though there's anything wrong with them. And then suddenly they find out they have things growing inside them that are, you know, like, are going out of control. That's a bit like what, what's happening with us in society. We turn up to our, you know, our lives and uh, we ha- you know, in, into our screens, into our devices, into our you know, lives. And everything is great. Everything is great. We do hear things in the peripheral about problems, like through your show or through documentaries or through you know, talking to other people that are you know, acutely aware and, and, and wanting to make change. But otherwise, once those, those small moments pass, everything looks fine. Everything's okay, right? The problem's not on our doorstep. The problem's not in our house.
1: Yeah, it's just that nagging voice that's, that's telling you that maybe you should stop smoking or maybe you shouldn't drink so much or maybe you really shouldn't reach for those cookies late at night, but you just kind of push it away.
0: Yeah, so the opportunity um, is there for you your, through your program and other programs, and, and through education and through a collaborative approach to raise the awareness. Uh, not only just raise the awareness of the problem, because it's like okay, we, we know there's a problem. Provide solutions that enable people to change the habit patterns, to to um, have alternatives. You know, to have a whole food, plant based diet at the moment that's really difficult. No one really actually provides whole food, plant-based restaurants.
1: Remember what happened at that restaurant in uh, that hotel in Cancun when, when we ordered the meal? Yeah.
0: So, you know, like in, in um, you know, no one really understands what that, what that actually means. We know vegan, everyone knows vegan is like not animal, but it's not necessarily healthy. There are a lot of healthy vegans, but to be vegan, you don't have to be healthy, right? You, there's a lot of vegan junk food. It's like mixing salt, sugar, and fat together and and you know we're helping the environment. Oh, hey, but we're not doing much for our obesity or for our health or for our heart attack or uh, any, any of those those sort of follies uh, you know, of lifestyle that make lifestyle you know life better.
1: Now we, we can kind of start getting to to the gist of, of your idea. How how do you propose to to address all this?
0: Great question. So fundamentally, profit is profit and, and, and purpose interlink. The, the cost of actually cleaning up the planet right now is prohibitive. As the more damage it costs, the more opportunity there is to clean it up. So there's actually a lot of money to be made in cleaning up the planet. Right? There's pollution is that is an epidemic throughout the life. Health is an epidemic. You know, so there's a lot of opportunities for providing solutions that can be very profitable. So finding those profitable solutions is one, because we need energy to actually reverse the wheel. And Working collaboratively with entrepreneurs who are great at what they do, and, and helping them by supplying them with information and education um, for for them and for their, the people that they work with, that so will enable them to to develop more and more ideas that can increase the energy required to you know change the direction. So profit is an extremely important one. So where are the profit uh, centers at the moment? I mean, obviously there's a lot of um, opportunity in the clean meats and the plant-based milks and the alternatives to dairy and the alternatives to meat and all of those things that are going out. But that's not where I want to focus because people are focusing on that. There's a lot, a lot of money going into that sector right now, into, in, into vegan enterprise. I, I'm wanting to focus from the, the perspective of, of health because I see that's where the, the biggest benefit is. Maybe a little bit slower to start with, but it's you know, focusing on the influences and focusing on education. And without going into the detail, because I, I would love to anyone that's interested to find out more about the portfolio and the exact uh, things that we're doing, I'd love to share that with you under confidentiality, just in the interest of the, some of the, the things that we're working on at the moment uh, at, at an early stage. But you know, predominantly, there's an opportunity for in health to provide services that are integrated in a way that they can go into. Um, uh, into our gymnasiums, into our hospitals, into our schools, you know, into our governments. um, working with people that are, want to set up an intergovernment organization or capable of doing that, have set up the structures where they're integrating uh, the education so that it gets into the presidents of countries. Uh, working with industry, putting together a, a mastermind group of um, people that are, are aligned, that have capacity, they have they would like to leverage their time because they've got intelligence, they've got money, they've got, you know, they've got um, desire to make a change. And putting those groups of people together and creating even, you know, like a stronger and more collaborative um, experience for everyone, where we can utilise everyone's great desire to make the planet change, to putting it into an integrated services model or a hub and spoke model. Whereas, as you're investing in the different things, they they all come back into a central central integrated services offering which continues to strengthen the the model overall so i think there's a lot of um to get into details some of the things that you know are in recycle so we we have renewables and recyclables there's some extraordinary opportunities there in solar and uh in recycling materials recycling waste into energy or recycling waste to be reused in more effective and more efficient ways um, you know of recycling which are very exciting um, and I think that they're, they're, they're game changing types of technologies, which we're looking at the moment, some are in rubber, which is, uh, you know, like one of the biggest, biggest issues on the planet, you know, so much waste.
1: Yeah. You can't recycle rubber really. I mean, not, not as you can with other plastics. There's
0: one company that is, that has, you know, got that you know, mastered after a long period of time. And it's very, very exciting. Uh, you know, there's some solar tiles that you know Tesla made famous that we've we've come across, which are you know, a little bit more efficient, a little bit more you know effective, and um, you know the technology agnostic that don't um, cause uh, you know you don't have to add hot water systems to them. Uh, you know, it's very exciting. There's people that are building of you know, homes from that are uh, you're already off the grid. You know, you you know, recreating cities, recreating communities that have been, you know, affected by hurricanes, so that have got power shortages of power problems, making them more, more sustainable from the get-go, you know, integrating. And then the whole idea is how do we integrate these services, uh, the, you know, providing the education services into each of these companies. So not only is the company's out, output, what is it doing externally, but what's it doing internally as well. If you're an environmentalist and you're not eating a plant-based diet, that's a conflict. So if you're you're providing um, you know you know stuff to actually solve the environment's problems, but everybody in your company is going out there and having a, a big mac or um, a big barbecue on the weekends or you know every day, and they're not doing anything for their own health or for them, it doesn't actually match. So we're integrating all of these services so that we get a united cause, and it's it's uh, you know and then it's changing the systems, and government. It's quite exciting. The Australia needs some very smart people. Yeah,
1: it's, it almost sounds like you're creating this blueprint for for recreating the, the society from the ground up almost.
0: Well, it has to change, you know, if we keep doing the same things that we've done to get here. Yeah,
1: it sounds like it would ideally, I think the best way to, to make it work is if you had a blank slate and, and you could just build it from the ground up. How do you put it into practice on, you know, the level of, society and development that already exists how how do you make things change course so they become more integrated more more sustainable and more linked together with what you're proposing
0: that's a great question the answer is collaborative creation everything that we have right now is through agreement everything we'll have in the future will become from agreement it's agreement between people so it's people like you and I coming to a point where we see the vision and we agree it's a great vision and that it can be implemented and then we take the steps to implement it. As simple as that. It is a story of creation and it is a story of communication. Creation, communication and agreement, is what's required and great ideas. So we need good people, we need intelligent capital, wisdom IQ. You know, so people just to develop their own, you know, like if each individual really uh, you know, gets how to develop their wisdom at an early age. The earlier, the better, so that they can, you know, you know, start implementing new ways of living. You know, I have a lot of faith in humanity. It, it looks like some people on this planet have given up on the Earth and, uh, you know, heading to Mars. Yeah, we still haven't given up.
1: That's good. I think that we definitely need people who who haven't given up on Earth because even if Elon Musk does get us to Mars, it's probably going to be a more you know, exclusive location for the foreseeable future. I agree. <laughs> it's not like we're going to shift 5 billion people to, to another planet in the next 10 years. So um, what specifically does this mean for the plant-based sector? Because this is the Plant-Based Entrepreneur Show and I totally agree that to create a better future, we definitely need to integrate everything into a system. But for vegan startups or vegan ideas. What specifically are you looking for and how do they connect to, to all the other parts of this hub and spoke model?
0: Okay, that's awesome. Food is fundamental to health. It's like a foundation. For all my friends who are meditators and that are out there, eat whole food, plant-based. It will support your life. It will help you live longer so that you can give more, you can do more, especially if you're teachers of meditation. Your health is paramount. Yeah, from a plant-based business perspective, wow. The opportunities right now are tremendous. The, the, the obstacles are tremendous. Uh, the challenge is tremendous. I think that you know if you can dream big and you can dream big and get people to go out there and sell your dream and get people to buy into your dream and believe in your dream, as soon as you start getting one or two people that are connected to your dream, then you've, you've got the capacity to grow it exponentially. So I, I don't think I can limit what you can do because as much as you can imagine that much you can do really that's how the great people in the world have done everything they've imagined things that others have never even seen before and then they've gone and made it happen this is a world of creation we are creators we create our um, you know our lives every day that when we have you know, the moment we wake up with the stories we tell ourselves so uh, and the, the belief patterns we have and the habit patterns that we've 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 um, you know established so become the person that you Need to be to uh, be the solution. I absolutely 100% plant based diet is in everything. So when I invest in a renewables company, it comes with the caveat that they actually buy into our education system for a plant based diet. Mm-hmm. Not only a plant based diet, but for self empowerment for the individuals. So we want them to be at, at the optimum. They want them to have the knowledge and the diet to actually you know, make their lives fantastic. Um, so that they can influence and, and and spread that information and health throughout their, you know, social communities of influence or their spheres of influence.
1: And what about the, the actual plant based sector? So you said you're not really looking for clean meat or, or plant based meats or meat alternatives or, or, or dairy or whatever. So you, you're you're looking for health in, in something that actually changes people's perceptions. So what sort of plant-based startups are you looking
0: for? One of the uh, opportunities that we're very, very interested in is a greenhouse food system. Uh, it's in, in a, whereas they are able to feed 200,000 people uh, within four hours from farm to table in one of the most populous areas of the world mm-hmm. where, where pollution and food security is a major issue. Uh, so that's a great opportunity. Uh, it's all fresh uh, food. It uh, you know, includes food technology. It includes uh, you know, food systems, a whole bunch of things in there that a plant-based entrepreneur could excel at so vertical farming uh, you know I really see uh, you know great opportunities I see cities of the future where uh, vertical farming is um, extraordinary opportunity if I was to remake places like India where I've spent quite a lot of time and you know those very highly dense cities where you know we have a lot a lot of people living in very high density lifestyles. I would see that you know the the future for those environments where when we have so many people is vertical cities um uh which are you know integrated with a system of uh vertical farming uh which has a community based plant based lifestyle integrated I'd like to see you know vegan shopping centers you know more vegan restaurants more vegan fast more whole food vegan or whole food plant based options uh you know and if there is if there is a if you are going to do plant based milk then it you know it's it's something that is you know, whole food plant based compliant it's an optimum it's so that you know what you're getting is reasonably good for you
1: yeah i I really like that idea of the vertical integrated farming system because then that that allows you to connect everything together you can just grow your plants in in one spot and have you can actually process everything on that exact same spot as well. And then you can distribute that from, from that spot too. So um, if you can put all of that in place, you, you pretty much have a self-sustaining system for, for any major city. That's what you're getting at.
0: And so the idea is if you go up, then you actually clear land and you bring the land back. So you integrate the system into the building and then maybe 500 meters away, you, you put another one. So you take the you know the, the, the people that were living over this larger amount of area, and you reduce the area that they're living in, and you go up. But you create, incre- you bring the ecosystem back in, you bring the environment back in, you bring the, the jungle back into the cities or the plants back. You know, you know. So for me, it's like it would be rebuilding, and then you remove. Obviously, there's changing our agriculture practice, changing our manufacturing processes, changing the, you know, our power sources. You know, would be a major you know major support for the environment.
1: Mm-hmm. What sort of geographical scope do you expect this to have in in the beginning? Because again, what you're describing seems like a very very big ambitious idea. Just like I said at the beginning, but um, do do you plan to focus primarily on Australia where you're based first, or or China, or do you just not want to limit yourself with borders and continents and go wherever the need is
0: yeah so at the moment the opportunities that we're looking at are global in nature so we perceive that we are in a global economy a global world and you know as i said profit creates the wheel of motion it's just energy so it's, it's just more and more in which we require quite a lot of energy to to make a shift that's happening in the world today so we're not limited by any demographic per se only in that you know with our ultra high net worth mastermind group, which is our, you know, our investor and our advisory board, that is preferably a United Nations because we want, uh, you know, it's a, for investors. And, you know, so taking it away from government, bringing it back into uh, business and, and putting together like-minded power brokers from around the world and then offering the opportunity to leverage their time through collaboration and efficiencies, which will enable us to all work on the problem together.
1: So doesn't really matter where where it is just
0: no i've spoken to people in uh mexico as you know and there's opportunities in mexico uh you know spoken to um people in indonesia uh there's opportunities there in singapore and obviously in australia and all of these opportunities that that we've looked at are actually global and scalable and malaysia as well so it's just a matter of timing for everything timing needs to sync up it's a it's a magical force um you know it's it's just getting everything in, the, in, the, in America, there's a, another, you know, some more opportunities. So I'm looking forward to where we'll have a pretty big, extraordinary team by the, the time we uh, complete all of this. But in the early stages, everything's moving according to plan.
1: Yeah. How does the timing, time scale look like for, for this?
0: It's always an interesting question. I don't know what's possible tomorrow when I wake up. So I don't like to limit myself or set unrealistic deadlines. I prefer to leave the uh, the option of what can I, how fast can we move? How, you know, what what is actually what is possible? by just uh, looking at each day. I'm looking to to close the first round here in 90 days, which is uh, means that we'll we'll have our teams set up and uh, our investments completed, all of our due diligence uh, completed, and uh, for everybody, and we're off and running.
1: Right. What's the big call to action here? You you said team is everything. You described the kind of people that you're looking for, who exactly are you looking for to, to bring this to life? From investors to portfolio companies, everything.
0: Masters, mentors, and co-creators. That's what I'm looking for. We've got plenty of investors with, with IPG. Not necessarily all of them are you know highly focused in impact investment. We're, we're in traditional investment. So to me, the people that we put on that, Master. It's only a limited size, a maximum of 12 people. That's super important. So if you're a master or mentor or a co-creator and you're there, you're already doing something that's good, that you want to leverage your time, we'd love to be able to um, you know, connect you with our network and, um, and you know, really empower your ideas through collaboration. If you've got investments uh, right now or opportunities or entrepreneur, I would highly love to see what you have. Uh, just We would look at it if the timing's right. And if it fits in, then it can slot into our portfolio. We'd love to actually, you have part of that solution. We definitely also need you know, really, really good opportunities.
1: Yeah, just and you know, purely technical question, but what stage companies are you looking for?
0: Proof of concept is is um, where we are right now. So have you've, you've proved your concept. You're ready to roll it out. You've put your teams uh, pretty much in place. You just need capital for growth. Mm-hmm. That would be the ideal customer for us right now. In the future, we will be having quite a large R&D portfolio where we'll be able to uh, invest in, in, in more early-stage startups.
1: So right now, companies that are probably already generating revenue have some traction with with an eye to kind of moving proof of concept. So it can be pre-revenue as well.
0: Yeah, it can be pre-revenue proof of concept, but it's a very strong proof of concept, mm-hmm. and uh, it's ready to roll out. It's all been worked out. The plan is in place it's the right time right opportunity then we'll look at that as well
1: and then in the future it almost sounds like you're talking about doing some sort of incubator accelerator model for for plant-based companies
0: yeah absolutely that would be the next stage just, you know, step by step
1: and will this have a name or will, will it just function as part of high prosperity
0: you know, currently everything is uh you know under i prosperity group's uh, impact investment opportunity uh we will be looking at uh the integrated services model might may may have uh you know, that we set up might be integral to everything which would be uh you know an ultra impact integrated services code that's something that we would using uh you know for the for the hub but for the investment and for the you know for the governance and for the wealth management it'll all
1: be IPG. All be i p t so what, when you're thinking about this do do you have your own personal name for it? Or are you thinking about it in terms of IPG? I'm
0: thinking of uh, IPG Impact Investment. is So the ultra high net worth Impact Investor Master Trust.
1: Mm-hmm. Nice. So now that um, we've kind of got a pretty good picture of what you're aiming to do. But if we take it one step forward and just like I said, wrap it up, the overarching theme of this podcast is discussing the sort of future that we can build. If you just want to sum up what we've been discussing for, for the past hour, what sort of future are you trying to build here? What's your best case scenario that you can imagine?
0: Okay, yeah, that's, that's a great question. The best case scenario is we're a society that's um, you know, mastered creative consumption. We've, we desire things that are good for us and good for the planet. Uh, we, uh, work as, we work as a team. We uh, have redone the system where you know, greed has been removed greatly uh, and it's more satiety, and uh, you know, people feeling more contentment within the, the people of the world. That's my future. However closer I can get to that future, it's worth moving in that direction. That much closer, it is worth every effort that we make together. Mm-hmm. So I see all of those that agree with me and want to work together. This is a great opportunity. I encourage you to reach out and, and connect with me and see what we can do.
1: Well, Peter, no, thank, thank you for um, for sharing this. I, I think, like I said, it's an incredibly ambitious and very far-reaching idea. And I'll be following this with great interest to, to see how it develops. You said the next 90 days, you, you should already have everything in place to... Get it rolling. That
0: is the uh, you know based on all the uh, you know the information that's in right now. That's the the focus, and I I feel it's uh, you know conceivable and doable.
1: Oh, well, so first quarter of 2018 should be interesting.
0: Awesome, awesome.
1: Once again, thank you for joining me for this um, last episode of the podcast for 2017. I think it was a pretty good topic to to wrap up the year with.
0: Excellent. Thanks very much for your
1: time. Thank you. Okay, and that, my friends, wraps up episode 46 in the year 2017 for the Plan-Based Entrepreneur Show. As always, you can find the links to everything that we discussed in this interview, plus the transcript and the show notes, online at theplanbasedentrepreneur.com forward slash show forward slash episode 046. We're going to be taking a break over the holidays, so we'll be back in January. If you have any suggestions for the show in the year 2018, please let me know by email at jerry at theplantbasedentrepreneur.com. And if you have a plant-based business idea that you've been working on or a vegan business that's just gaining traction and you'd like to get in touch with Peter, reach out to me and I'd be happy to connect you. Right now, I wish you all a very happy holiday season, plenty of delicious plant-based foods and time spent with the people who mean the most to you. Enjoy some well-known rest, do good, stay amazing, and keep creating that plant-based future.